You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning. Welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to recognize our show sponsor, Denim Marketing. This year, Denim Marketing is celebrating our 25th anniversary. Um, And at Denim Marketing, we like to make marketing a comfortable fit. So give us a call if you need original content for social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, and blogging. Well, today is Valentine's Day, so a big happy Valentine's Day to all of our loyal listeners. Um, Today's guest has his crystal ball out to give us an update on where the Atlanta real estate market is headed. The question is, are we going to love his news or not? I guess we will see. So welcome back to the show, John Ryan. He's the Chief Marketing Officer with Georgia MLS. Um, Thanks for being here today, John. Carol, always a pleasure. Always enjoy being with you. You know your uh, podcast here, and um, see if we can get some information out about uh, where we've been, and maybe rub the magic eight ball rather than the crystal <laughs> eight ball about where we're headed. But uh, hopefully, I can bring some information to your listeners. Excellent! I can't wait. We'll start out. Um, give us an overview of Georgia MLS and what the MLS um, provides. Sure, great, great question, Carol. Um, the MLS really, we are the marketplace for real estate. Um, we provide, it's actually a, a really a magical kind of industry um, where competitors come together to go ahead and provide information to their clients to go ahead to buy and sell homes. Um, it's the only industry that I know that actually where brokers and agents go out and, and compete for listings. And then once they compete with listings, then they put it in the multiple listing service. Um, the MLS in the United States is actually the envy of the world. Um, We bring uh, confidence to the marketplace through the data that we provide. Uh, We bring connections where we bring both agents together with their buyers and sellers to go ahead and and make those offers on properties and get them to the closing table. And it's a community that works together. So ultimately, they are superheroes, the agents. Um, You know, there's a lot of issues, you know, in terms of, uh, or I should say, national talk about what the value of agents and what the MLS brings. But, you know, agents are superheroes. Um, You know, buyers and sellers have the opportunity to kind of go their own way. But if you look at a transaction and the complexities of a transaction, as they maneuver through it, if there's a problem with the lender, or if there's a problem with the home inspection, or if there's a problem with the property, who do buyers and sellers go to? They go to their real estate agents who work on their behalf to get them to the closing table and to make that deal and get it done. So um, Georgia MLS, as a marketplace, we are the largest marketplace in the state of Georgia, but we're also the largest real estate marketplace in the Atlanta area, which people may not be aware of, but um, there are literally billions of dollars of transactions that go through our service. Um, I can just kind of lead in a little bit of, of last year, Carol, of yeah. what 2023 brought for us. While it was not as um, record-breaking as we had seen in 2022 and 2021, 2023 was a very active and dynamic market um, in terms of real estate. Um, last year, there was over $42.7 billion worth of transactions that went through our service. Um, it was about 105,000 transactions in 2023 off a little bit from the 123,000 transactions that we saw 
um, across the state. And then if you just look in the Atlanta market, what we call the, the core counties, the 12 counties around mm -hmm. Fulton County, uh, there was $26.5 billion worth of transactions uh, and 56,000 units were sold through it. So the market was extremely active, even though maybe not at the record that we had seen. Right. And, then, and then just kind of really put it in perspective how active the market was. 7% of all of the listings that were entered into Georgia MLS last year went under contract within one day. Wow. 37% of the listings went under contract in one week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while we may not have seen the units sold in the transaction volume, it was still a very active and dynamic market. And we, looking forward into 2024, we still feel that that is still going to be the case, you know, in terms of, of real estate in our, yeah. our area and across our state. That is super fast. So you're really talking what 47% of the homes selling within a week of hitting the MLS. Within a week. And then 56% uh, were at, at or above list price. Wow. So the 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 offers that were made and the 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 um, closings that were done were done at or above list price. Mm -hmm. So that really symbolizes, you know, the the Atlanta community and the Georgia community as a whole in terms of how we are with housing. Mm -hmm. That's um that's phenomenal to me. I think so many people felt like or you know from the the consumer perspective is is that you know the market hasn't been that great for the last you know couple of years, and the reality is anything but that. You know, there's just so few homes on the market that the ones hitting the market aren't aren't lasting long because the demand is just huge. It is the the imbalance of supply and demand, and I think our conversation will will probably carry along those lines. Um, Yes, it's, you know, Atlanta is a very, uh, how would I say, a desirable place to live. We mm -hmm. are seeing businesses and we're seeing individuals come into the, you know, moving from outer areas. We have to be able to provide the housing needs, um, both for the incoming, but also the residents that are here that, you know, have ambitions to, you know, go ahead right. and, and, and buy a home. Yeah. Well, I probably have teased a little bit my next question, but you know, what is the number one issue facing the market today? And I guess a hint to our listeners, I don't think it's interest rates. No, <laughs> that's, that's a factor, but I I see it as a combination of two things, Carol. And, and, I, and I think they correlate and they go in line with each other. And that is availability mm -hmm. and affordability. Okay. Uh, we have an imbalance in terms of supply and demand. And that imbalance is the lack of, you know, new homes that are being brought on the market, but also the in terms of the resales. And I had just mentioned the the opportunity of, you know, when a, when a listing comes on, you have to be prepared both financially and ready to go ahead and make a move very quickly because that is what the market is demanding right now. So right. availability and, and affordability, I think, is it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be moving in that same direction as we see it. Um, there's no magic wand that's going to go ahead and then bring in, you know, really um, massive amounts of, of new homes. And we're also seeing the, in order to go ahead and look at, at housing, it's moving out towards the suburbs and into the outlying counties as well. So then you have desirability and livability and commutes. And so lots of factors going right. But that that imbalance is is something that really has to be addressed in so many ways. We're back to the drive until you can afford days, you know. Yes. Um, well, I've gotten my magic eight ball out, and you know, I'll ask it the same question I'm asking you. You know, regarding interest rates, you know, they've come down a bit. You know, do you think we're going to go under six, or where are they headed? 
Um, I will say that I'm not an economist, so I, I rely on the experts in terms of, of interest rates. Um, everything that I have read and seen is that interest rates are going to stabilize, and I think we've seen a little bit of that already come into effect. Mm -hmm. um, you know, last year was a tale of two years. I mean, really, when we hit the April, May, June, that's when we started seeing interest rates really climb. And then there was that anxiousness as, as, as we moved towards the end of the year, that interest rates were you know, touching 8% there in the October yeah. side and, and the, the headwinds that comes with that, with um, buying power and and cost and, you know, in terms of uh, payment on a month, you know, we were, we were looking at that very seriously and saying, what does that impact? But we have now seen where interest rates have stabilized kind of in the mid sixes. Mm -hmm. And from what I have read and, and what economists um, that deal in housing say that we will probably see that stay stable right around the mid sixes, maybe come down a little bit. Um, I haven't seen anything to say that we would go into the fives. But I think if we have stability, that will bring confidence to both buyers and sellers. Right. And, and that could... Um, you know, kind of get the market, you know, really moving in a good position. But I think there's the the term, the, the lock-in effect that has been bantered around. And I've seen where 90% of home owners right now have mortgages that are under 6%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that affects, you know, will they put their house on the market? Mm -hmm. Will um, they be looking, you know, for other options? But I think if there's stability, that that, that kind of lock-in effect may break up a little bit. And right. people may go ahead and consider putting their yeah. house on the market. Well, well, Magic Eight Ball told me to concentrate and ask again. <laughs> yeah. So, so that wasn't the best answer. Well, and it's interesting the whole lock-in effect. I think it really it, it's probably more of a big deal to people who have those less than three percent interest yeah. rates, or maybe less than four. You know, when you kind of hit five, it's maybe not as big of a deal now. But um, it, it'll be definitely interesting to watch and see where it comes because we we need some of those people who are suffering from lock-in effect to put their homes on the market so that we have more inventory. Um, and I don't don't know that we're going to see that in 2024. I guess we'll find it'll out. It'll be interesting. But I, you know, people always ask, you know, should I buy? Should I sell? Absolutely. It's I always mean, a good time to buy and sell. Housing prices are not going to go anywhere you know, down. So if you see something and you have an interest and, and you have the ability, go ahead and and, and make that, that decision to, to do yeah. that. I think that's a really great point that you make because people seem to think, you know, I keep hearing, oh, well, interest rates are going to come down and there's going to be so much more inventory and prices are going to come down because interest rates are coming down. I'm like, that's not really how it works. Just because interest rates come down, you know, we'd have to have an awful lot more houses on the market for home prices to come down because very, it's all supply and demand. Very much so. And and we've seen the acceleration of housing values, you know, yep. post, uh, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. And um, those those prices are not going to go down any anytime no. soon, just based on economic principles of that supply and demand. Right. Yeah. Well, what other trends are you seeing um, with new homes and resales in the market? Anything else you want to call out? Yeah, I think uh, you know the the data points, and and this goes back to uh, the the rise in and the rise in median housing prices. I mean, we have seen a rise at um, last year in the Atlanta market. It was about three hundred and sixty thousand in terms of a, a big metropolitan statistical mm -hmm. area. We finished right above uh, the 389,000 mark at the end of the year, and we're already above 390 is what we're seeing um, as we move into the um, 
you know, the 2024 market. So both in resales and in new homes, we are seeing, you know, that that rising cost. In terms of what people are looking for in both new homes and um, and so on, um, we're seeing, you know, sustainable green features as part of, you know, what people mm. are looking for. Open floor plans, mm -hmm. um, outdoor spaces. Um, these seem to be in terms of when you look at searching and, and kind of what uh, some of the variables and the parameters that people are looking at. Um, and then also multi-generational mm -hmm. opportunities. Um, you know, we, we have an, uh, an aging generation and uh, calls for assisted living are, is, uh, I've experienced that, you know, with my Skyrocketing, yeah. So, you know, being able to, to keep families together and go ahead mm -hmm. and meet the needs. Of, so those are, are issues that we have seen, um, you know, especially, especially the new homes. And then in the resale side of it, neighborhood amenities seem to be um, really, uh, you know, whether it's parks, schools, uh, proximity, um, those are, are types of uh, variables that are looking for in in, uh, in the resale housing as well. So, but I, I think trumping all those is actually finding properties that meet the needs and moving quickly on it if you do see it. Um, you know, we we are seeing new construction is as picked up, mm -hmm. uh, but we also know that construction costs are. I've had conversations and, you know, in order for a builder to, to build a development or even a lot, I mean, the cost is in the six figures just to start, just right. to get going. So, you know, those are passed along. So I think that, you know, when people see something and, and have that opportunity, make that move, go ahead and, and, and see if that is a, how would I say, an option or something that people want to go ahead and get into the house. Yeah, absolutely. Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and expertise. Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, denim marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim marketing is the market leader in creating quality original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770-383-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how denim marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. Well, I think we've touched on this um, a little bit before, but what do you see as some of the biggest risks and challenges facing the market as we plow into 2024? I think affordable housing. Mm -hmm. is 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 a prime consideration of being able to I said we're going back to the demand and the needs and so on but I, I really am concerned about the affordable housing if you look at the data and you look and see what is out there there is a price point of three hundred and fifty thousand that when you go below that particular mark there is not a lot of opportunity with that um right. so we're, we're touching on a very very common theme and so when you look at availability um, and affordability, you know, you have first time home buyers that are having to to jump into, you know, homes that are 400,000 and above. Right. And the concern is, you know, I've heard the term fragile buyers where mm -hmm. people do everything they can to kind of get into the property, but then they're tied to that property. And if something happens economically or but that, it becomes a challenge and we don't want to see. Yeah. market slide backwards because of the cost of what again so and and economic yeah. wealth is generated through housing um and so you you have to be able to provide product 
to meet different price points. And, and that is a, it's a challenge whether it's high density, um, but you know, high density housing in townhomes and maybe putting more properties in a, a, a particular area. But then we've seen kind of an advance in modular homes and mm-hmm. in which, you know, creates building efficiencies and costs. So um, I think that affordability, it's it's an issue. And, I, and it's not just Atlanta, it's nationally. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you've got, you know, entry-level homes at 400000 compared to those of us who in the back in the day, I don't even want to say on air what I paid for my first home. Um, I think I've paid more for several cars, if that tells you anything. So it was definitely a fixer-upper, though. But it's concerning because here you've got homeowners who have more wealth in their homes than ever before and more equity, right? Yeah. So that that, you know, is the American dream for them. However, on the other side of it, you've got a whole generation or two trying to figure out how on earth do they make enough money, save enough money to get into that first home and um you know, and as you said, if 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 one or two things go wrong, then eek, what do you do then? Yes. And and the acceleration, as I said, you know, post pandemic of you know, homes that were selling for, you know, 250, 260,000 are now above 400,000. So the rapid acceleration and, and of course, wages have to meet, right? Need, you know, to, to, to be able to afford that. So yeah, de- definitely concerns, but I think yeah. there's some, some neat things going on in that, in that housing, uh, Mary, the live, work and play mm-hmm. um, communities that are being developed, I think are um, just amazing. Uh, I sat through a um, a chamber of commerce meeting where, you know, when they were first kind of pushing the concept of live, work, and play, that it was really to kind of keep the younger generation in certain counties. You know, they've they've been educated, they and they've got opportunity in in um, in the workforce, but to keep them in the county rather than going elsewhere. Yeah. What really kind of turned out was that it was the older generation. <laughs> it's all the active adults. Yes, who, yeah. who wanted to be able to live and then walk to the restaurants and do their shopping and the grocery. And I think those ideas of you know building the community around that live, work, and play. Um, we've seen it spring up around the Atlanta area, and it has been a tremendous success. So I just think some imaginative ways of bringing housing and then also maybe kind of, you know, keeping the cost in line with what, you know, what they can. So um, I think there is opportunity that's out there. So Absolutely. We'll, we just need some good community leaders and, and good zoning and planning and regulation to be able to put these in play. Yeah, and it's interesting to watch. Obviously, the live, work, play, and the revitalization of a lot of the you know, train towns, the little downtowns that grew up around trains, mm-hmm. and all of the development that's gone on in those areas is is part of the reason that the burbs are growing, you know, fast again, and that you know people are driving till they can afford. Of course, you know when you're still driving um, to the hinterlands and paying four hundred thousand, that's I you know not really affordable for a lot of people still. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, moving on to technology, I know that Georgia MLS focuses a lot of on technology. Um, how is technology impacting the real estate market and anything new on the horizon for this year? Technology is, without a doubt, the biggest driver in the way that real estate is consumed both um, on the with consumers level and also with the, the agents. I've been fortunate to have been with the company uh, 31 years starting this year, so I've seen the movement of moving from the books to the internet to computerization, and then the te- the technology that comes from it. So I've had that that experience. Technology plays everything in the way that that data is is consumed. 
Um, it used to be where the agents and the brokers, they held the information. They were the ones that distributed. But now it's a very consumer-driven marketplace. And there's the need to meet the needs of the expectation of the consumer. They have access to this information more easily. They're more knowledgeable. So as an MLS, we have to provide the tools and resources to keep aligned those consumers and also uh, the agents so that our agents can make the connections with those consumers through the products, through the data that, that we provide. So or the aggregation of data, for instance, you know, you can go out and do a search on properties, but what if the data is aggregated in a means that you're looking for certain features of a property and say, well, I'm looking in this area and I'm looking for these schools. And well, what if there was a, an area and a house that had the same features and the same properties that maybe you hadn't thought about yeah. and bringing those opportunities forward. In terms of uh, the tools that we bring, the, the, the pandemic I think really highlighted technology. Our market would not have been able to maintain without technology, uh, virtual yeah. reality in terms of being able to go through homes where people weren't actually in the homes, but were actually being able to go ahead and see the homes that were available. Um, transaction management, all digital transactions being able to be done, not face-to-face, -face, but done through the uh, passing of forms and data and, and electronic signatures. Um, in terms of Georgia MLS, we have touched on AI. AI mm -hmm. is playing a tremendous role now in the way that data is being brought forth. Um, we utilize a company and a product to where we are photo tagging all of the, the listings, uh, the photos of the listings as they come in. So if an agent submits a series of photos, um, we have an AI product that will go out and actually say, this is the kitchen, this is the bedroom, this is the basement, this is the fireplace. And what that will do is as we move forward is to, if you're looking for certain features of properties, maybe I just want to see the kitchen and photos of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So you can do a search and the only photos that would come available would be the photos of the kitchen or it was an outdoor space, a pool. So AI is playing a huge role in the way that that information can be brought forward automatically and give more options, more opportunity. And it also works in, in the compliance of the data as well to be able to go ahead and do compliance. So technology touches on every single mm -hmm. of what we do. And then finally, um, Carol, we're both marketers and, and I can appreciate uh, people that are, uh, you know, being imaginative. And we see a lot of information coming in the MLS on photos and, and trying to make those photos the most attractive they can be, whether they kind of maybe stretch the photo a little bit or maybe add some color tones to it. But we have introduced a product to um, do floor plans for our members, where with their cell phone or their iPad, they can go ahead and walk uh, the interior of a pro uh, property, looking at a baseboard, submit the information up to the company we work with, and then that company stitches it all together and then provides wow. a floor plan of the property that uh, our members can go ahead and add to the listing. So that is kind of a, a truth factor, right? The, the, the floor plan is gonna tell you exactly what the rooms are, the size of the rooms, how they are interactive, whether it's an open floor plan. So um, this is the, the way that our industry is moving uh, with technology. And we're gonna see more and more advances uh, with that. Yeah, the floor plan is really quite groundbreaking, and that's something you always have with new homes, right? But typically with resales, you don't have a floor plan available. So, you know, it's oh. 
you've got to go, you know, look, touch, feel, watch that virtual tour, whatever it is. So I think that's really groundbreaking to have that available and for people to be able to see the plan of the house. Yeah, and it enhances the listing, um, you know, in, in itself and, and providing that that kind of, yeah. you know, level of truth of the property. And like I said, I, I appreciate, you know, creative marketing and so on. But to add that to it, I, I think it brings a, a tremendous value um, yeah. on, on both sides of that transaction. Yeah, well, you know... Uh, it's interesting. I love creative marketing, um, but sometimes I think we might get a little too creative in marketing our homes and, you know, and people go to see them and they're like, this is not what those photos looked like, or this is not. So I like the floor plan, which will add, you know, kind of some some elements of uh, concreteness and truthness to it. So, because, um, you know, it's hard to tell often from a photo that room might look twice as large in the photo as it really is. So, so. And, and rich media content is a big piece of, of technology as well. And then we see a lot of that with, you know, drone photography and, yeah. and using professionals to do things. So um, everything is moving that rich media content with it. And so, but there still needs to be that baseline of what the property is, where what it is, where it's accurately located, accurately described. Absolutely. Well, I am looking forward to seeing more of these advancements and checking them out on the MLS and seeing what all AI holds in, you know, for us this year. I think we're going to see just phenomenal advancements in AI as we um, continue forward through 2024. Um, already so many new things. So it's going to be fun to watch. Well, we are about out of time. So how can our listeners get more information on you and Georgia MLS? Sure. Our Website for our members and our agents, but more importantly, where our statistics are held. And this is all available to anybody that would like to go out to our website, gamls.com. In fact, our the, the thing you're going to be presented with that front is the market statistics. And, that can, and that's also county by county, where individuals can go out to different counties and pull up the individual uh, markets as well, as, along with the Atlanta 12 uh, County core. So that website is gamls.com. I um, recommend anybody go out and kind of get a feel of what the market conditions are. And then uh, our consumer-facing website is Georgia, spelled out, G-E-O-R-G-I-A-M-L-S.com. And this is where the listings will go out and be presented to consumers. Every listing that is in our service, whether it is residential, commercial, lot and land, um, et cetera, those are available out there. We also provide the public record as well for those properties as well on the consumer facing side. So as much information as we can provide, we put that on for the consumer. So those are the two websites. Our phone number is 770-493-9000. And we have a team that is dedicated to answering all the questions and providing the best level of service that we can. Fantastic. Well, thank you for all this great information. And this is a wrap of this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I want to thank John Ryan, Chief Marketing Officer with the Georgia MLS, for joining me in studio today. Um, on behalf of our show host, Dinner Marketing, um, I'm Carol Morgan. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, then run over to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. Um, if you're interested in never missing a show, you can download all shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you are interested in being a guest on the show, shoot me an email, carol at denimmarketing.com, and let me know what you'd like to talk about. With that, um, I'll see everybody back here next week for our next edition of Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog. 
and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show.